0: hello beautiful people okay my loved ones my beloved welcome to queer christian conversations with me your host coach yama i help lgbtqia plus people who identify as christians to make peace with their faith and their sexuality hello Haley Haley's becoming quick and fast a vip up in here okay um so, for you all who do not know, daylight savings time did happen. Mexico, the part of Mexico I'm in, Playa del Carmen, does not go with. Um, they don't do daylight savings time, and so it's three o'clock my time in Central Time now, and so it's probably four. It's four o'clock in Eastern. So our time has shifted um, for Queer Christian Conversations. Just to, well, actually, yeah, just to let everybody know, okay. So, how maybe people are gonna be like, where has she? Where is she? We missed her. Um, hi how you doing? Hello, how you doing? So tell me how your week has been. What have you been up to? No daylight savings in Arizona. I know that's right. So what time is it over there? Is it what would it be? I think we're on Central, so it's still three o'clock. Queer and Golly, welcome into the space. Today we're talking about internalized homophobia, but we're gonna do our check-ins, okay? To see how everybody is. Um, it was 1 p.m. What time is is that mountain time? Hello, black goddess to you, okay, to me, and to anyone who wants to know. To home and make concern, okay. Black goddess to you. I love it. I love it. Mm. I'm in such a good mood today, y'all. I just found out officially. My favorite people, like my, I call them like my sexual soul tribe, are on their way here to Mexico, and I'm just in like literally the best mood ever. Um, Pacific time, I'm in California. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, so the times um, I saw that they were passing a bill to permanently stop doing that. Um, which I'm excited that we have those conversations and we're voting on things like that about you know daylight savings time. Um, I don't have any other comments about that. <laughs> Hello, Queen. Um, so let's see my check-in. How have I been? I've been doing wonderful, y'all. So um, I have started the process of hiring some help for me with um, my business and the program that I do, my group coaching program called uh, Confidently Queer. And so I needed some help with that. So I put together a job description. It's on Indeed right now. I posted it on LinkedIn. I've shared it in my private Facebook group. I haven't shared it out here on Instagram just yet, um, but my live audience is always the first to hear about what's going on so you're hearing it first so that's been happening um and just really getting like getting back in gear you know the process of transitioning into a whole nother country and deciding to stay and dealing with like building community and getting out there and you know personal things come along and then there's business things and so um the the, the group coaching is going well Um, I've also taken on a new one-on-one client Um, that is by invite only Uh, but another thing that I've um, started doing again that I was doing last year that I stopped so that I could have the space to move is the free um, one-on-one coaching your breakthrough calls with me and so your first call with me is, is complimentary and so the link to sign up for that right now is in my bio but I'm not I'm not broadcasting it um, on on Facebook posts and things like that just yet because I do need some help. Because once those calls start coming in, it's a lot, and I love talking to y'all. It's so beautiful. Oh, let me pull that up. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for reminding me. I had a beautiful conversation with a young lady uh, last year on it—not last year, last week on a one-on-one call, a free call—and she shared the most beautiful testimony of God affirming to her that she was perfectly made as a queer person and I wanted to share that with you all here on the live so I'll do that towards the end but I want us to get a convert, our conversation going here. You know we're here we're here for a good time. We're not really here for a long time, okay? Hello Lola, how are you? Okay, D Monroe, how you doing? So let's get into it here. Let's just have this conversation. So do you think for yourself um, that you have internalized, let's just say queer phobia, so it kind of covers everything, okay? Let's just say sexual stigma, actually. Um, for my podcast audience, I'm typing it into the comment to pin it. That's why you're going to hear me go silent for a little bit. But my audience, y'all, let me know how you doing. What's, what's new with you? how has march been treating you okay let's see all right so do you think that you have internalized sexual stigma and here is a couple of questions let me pull this up here real quick that you can that you can ask yourself to see if this is something maybe you struggle with. I'll just say for right now, just so we're all on the same page, this is definitely something that I struggled with and took some time to heal through because I did not want to associate myself with the stereotypical bisexual woman or a woman who loves women. I didn't want to associate with those queer people, the flaming, you know, all out there with the, with the rainbow flags everywhere. Even on my feed, you'll see very sparsely the, the rainbow flag and all of that. Right. Cause the conclusion I had to come to is like, not all queer people, LGBTQ plus people need to like we don't all carry flags. Right. And so that was part of my sexual stigma because of how the media at the time when I was growing up how my environment my community viewed gay people right especially the whole going to hell thing right (laughs) like I didn't want to be associated and really um really identified with that right and so for me if someone had come along and asked me the question of if you had a choice, would you rather be queer or would you rather be straight? My answer would have been at the time, I would rather be straight, because there's a, a lot of shit over here, right? It's a lot going on, and these people are struggling. It was always, they were always the people on the outside. Like those people are doing that. Like I had my close friends that were queer, but we seem like normal, right? Like, can we just talk about it? Can we be honest? Right? Can we just have an honest conversation? Like we were like a normal, we weren't not like flaming gay people. We were like regular people who happened to have these attractions, right? And so there I, and you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm not going to place that on them. Um, but there was definitely for me a sense of comfort of not being around those gay people. Right, like it was fun for us to go party with them at night, but like we're not walking around the daytime together. And it wasn't really—I wasn't like outspoken and rude about it, but it was something in the back of my mind of not wanting to associate with another group of people that were marginalized in the USA. Right, I'm already black. I'm already African. Right, I'm a woman, which being a woman has never been a a real like pain point for me. I've always enjoyed it. Once I became an adult, I mean, growing up, being in an African home, being raised as a as a woman, you were being groomed to be a wife and a mother, which I violently rejected um, those stereotypes because I wanted to be like my dad. I wanted to be a businesswoman, right? And so growing up, I just I was like fine with that. But once it got to me recognizing that I was queer, and even my girlfriend, my first girlfriend that I dated, she also was not really about being associated with those people. So in the in the community that I kind of really came out in, there was not a lot of wanting to associate with those people, right? Because we had taken on that sexual stigma. Because the stigma um, forces you to say, if I had another choice to be this or be that, I'm gonna align with the thing that's more normal and more mainstream. Like I don't wanna be like these other people. And that may sound like, oh, you know, um, if I could choose not to be in pain, if I could choose not to be discriminated against, if I could choose to just go with the flow and be normal and not stand out, of course I would choose that, anybody would choose that um no you're only saying that because you have internalized the stigma that's been associated with a part of yourself that you do identify with right it's like we can say all of the um y'all know i got y'all know i got filters on with this license don't even play me and my eyelash my real eyelashes itching. um (laughs) you know i love y'all you know when we say things like that like i you know if i had a choice to be the other And to be normal like i would choose to be normal that's internalized sexual stigma right uh let me pull up let me pull up uh these questions here for you to for you to sit through and start kind of like let me see if i if i really had the choice to be straight would i choose it i'm not trying to shame anybody we're just we're having a conversation about internalized sexual stigma If you had a choice to choose it, which obviously we know we didn't, right? But if you had a choice to choose it, would you choose differently? And the reason why you would choose differently is because you've internalized that stigma, okay? So here's some um, questions that we can use right now to start to identify, right? If we've ever tried to stop being attracted to the people that we're attracted to, that makes us part of the LGBTQ plus community, if you've ever done that, that's evidence of internalized homophobia. And I don't even, I don't like the term homophobia because a phobia is a fear. You're not fearful, like you have a hatred, right? You don't think I'm normal. There's something wrong. You think something's wrong with me, right? And so that, that's, not a, that's not a fear. I hate that word, homophobia. Um, if you ever tried to stop being attracted or being in your gender identity, right? Like if you just didn't want to, it's because we've internalized the, the belief that there's something wrong with us, right? Uh, if someone offered me the chance to be completely heterosexual, I would accept the chance, right? Internalized sexual stigma. Okay. Three, I wish I weren't. Fill in the blank, okay? I might be, let me let me take it to church real quick. I might be stepping on a lot of toes right now, okay? So if I, if someone, if someone offered me, that was number two, number three, I wish I weren't fill in the blank. Evidence of internalized sexual stigma, okay? Um, I feel that being blank is a personal shortcoming for me. Okay, Um, Podcast listeners, I'm giving all types of faces right now to the audience of like, duh, okay? Um, Number five, I would like to get professional help in order to change my sexual orientation from blank to blank. Okay? So from bisexual to straight or to heterosexual. Okay? Another question you could ask yourself that can help identify if you have uh are dealing with this and then we just insert right here if you are dealing with this okay go ahead and set up a free call with me let's build a plan for you to heal beyond this okay because i do uh devote how many weeks do we have at least three weeks in the group coaching program uh confidently queer where we deal with internalized homophobia okay and there's there's uh meditations and journaling that take you through this okay Number seven, let's see, six. I have tried to become more sexually attracted to. Now, see, being being bisexual, I will say there's a caveat because I am equally sexually attracted to both men and people who identify as men and people who identify as women and equally as romantically attracted to both of those genders, okay? We know there's more genders, but for in my lived experience right now, those genders are who I, I'm both equally sexually and romantically attracted to. And for me, it does, it is fluid um, in who at the point I'm desiring to be in a relationship with. And it's not anything that where I can say if I had a bad relationship with a woman, I'm like ready to be with men. I just, for whatever reason, at certain times in my life, desire a certain kind of energy. And if I want um, more feminine energy, which let me say this. This is really interesting. Side note, we're going to take a little little detour real quick. So it's really interesting. I was thinking about this yesterday. And I am attracted to masculine energy in people who identify as women. And I am drawn to sexually uh, feminine energy in people who identify as men. Isn't that interesting? I just love it. We're always on a journey of self-discovery and I just love discovering the different parts of myself. So when I said sexually attracted to the feminine energy, in men, because they... It's going to make me blush. <laughs> Let's keep it moving. Let's get back on track. Um, <laughs> okay. So <clears throat> another indicator that you may... Have some internalized sexual stigma. It just got really hot in here. Um, I often feel it is best to avoid personal or social involvement with other fill in the blank people, with other bisexual people, with other queer identifying people. Right? I always want to avoid those situations, whether you're doing it consciously or not. Um, it may be happening, be happening um, unconsciously, subconsciously, where you don't want to be a part of the group when you go out and people are like looking at all of you differently because clearly maybe there's one person who's very, very much out and very much, you know, flamboyant, as people might say, in their in their identity, and you want you don't want to be part of that group, right? You want to avoid those situations. Or maybe you avoid hanging out with that certain friend. Um, If they're gonna be a part of the group, you you, like don't wanna go, right? So that's not about them, that's about you, right? That's, and you internalized some stigma that's associated with your community, okay? Uh, And this happens with almost every group of uh, American minorities because globally black people brown people are the majority right i love joe lehman says the global majority uh so in america you might be a minority but that that's not generally true right globally so in america in the certain groups that are named minorities right you will find a group of people who don't want to associate with their minority and so they pick up habits they pick up um there are different ways that they entertain themselves, the way that they dress, the way that they present themselves to be more in alignment with the majority of people. So, for example, if I am a black person, which I am, okay, come on, Jesus, we thank you for the blessing, okay? I cannot even imagine being anything else but black. Lord God. Okay, mm, I just love it. So, if I'm a black person and I don't want to associate with those black people, okay? maybe the way that I would talk would sound a little bit bit different. It may have a lot more R's in it, okay? I don't know, child, okay? I grew up around a bunch of of white people, okay? So there is definitely a difference in dialect, okay? Um, I may listen to more different types of music, right? Uh, And I think for now, in our society, we're becoming a lot more integrated in the way that we entertain ourselves. Artists are doing a lot of crossover, so this may not be as evident now as it was when I was growing up. And so I may listen to different types of music, I may dress differently, I may watch different TV shows because I'm trying to assimilate, okay, into the majority so that they don't notice that I'm different, right? Um, If you've read the book by Gabrielle Union or listening to any of her speeches, when that book came out, you would hear her speak very eloquently about this subject, about wanting to not be noticed as different, right? But she started, her parents sent her, because she grew up in Cali with all these white people, right? She was like the only black girl. And her parents had to send her back home where they came from Nebraska to help her learn how to be more black right and every time she would come back like the longer every time that she would go and come back home for like school she started to realize that she was denying herself right and it, it became more um about her owning her identity and celebrating herself than about needing to be accepted pick up what i'm putting down okay the shift happens when we decide that it's more important for me to celebrate myself than it is for me to assimilate because you assimilating is you rejecting who you are, right, because you're not straight, (laughs) okay? All right, Um, there's two more questions to help you identify, okay? I feel alienated from myself because of being, fill in the blank, okay? I wish that I could develop more erotic feelings about whoever you don't have erotic feelings about right now, okay? And for me, thinking about those people who are on the Kinsey scale, okay, of heterosexual to homosexual, and they are very much homosexual, I don't know what that feels like, right? To wanna force yourself to be erotic especially for penis owning people well i shouldn't say that because well yeah for penis owning people to force yourself to be erotically attracted to and turned on by vagina owning vagina owning people who identify as women like you're not even gonna get erect like what does that even look like i guess you can fantasize about somebody else while you're in the do or whatever but that's so painful right and so when we see that we are these last two of feeling alienated from ourselves and we're rejecting ourselves that's where that depression starts to come in. Where we start to either pull away um, from people at all, altogether, right? Starting to feel like a trigger warning here starting to feel like we don't belong here on this planet, that there is no room for us, that something's wrong, that we are a mistake, right? that's where we can go into starting to feel suicidal or having suicidal thoughts, right? So internalized sexual stigma um, or homophobia, right? I told you earlier, I don't like the term homophobia. I think it's a lie. You're not fearful, okay? But when we start to internalize that, we start to fight with ourselves, right? And what did the Bible say, right? A kingdom right, divided against itself cannot stand. So if we have division, if there's division on the inside of me, that this um, mind of mine, right, that's been conditioned by my society is telling my essence that there's something wrong and we're going at it all of the time, right, and I have the voices going, that is a scary, painful, dangerous to ourselves place to be. So the work that I do as a Christian sexuality coach, I genuinely see that as life-saving because it saved my life, okay? So when we're here, you know, I laugh and joke to lighten it up a little bit, but if you're going through these very real challenges where you've turned all of the things that people say about who we are against yourself, that's not a healthy nor is it a safe place like you you yourself have become unsafe for you and you need help right because we can't <clears throat> we need help getting out of the loop okay because maybe we might have like a good thought one day or maybe in that moment like I'm okay there's nothing wrong with me and then something else comes in and they get you we're in this constant of like I'm okay I'm not okay something's wrong something's not wrong right a double-minded man James 1, is unstable in all of his ways so you may think like yeah no this is just with my sexuality this is just with my gender identity but a double-minded man or person is unstable in all of their ways so you're going to start to see that instability that stress okay because now you're in survival mode that stress gets it permeates to other areas of your life so, your relationships, whether romantic or familial or friendship or even definitely work relationships, begin to be affected, right? The way that your, your relationship with yourself, as far as the amount of sleep that you're getting, okay? Um, as far as the, the food that you're eating, the exercise that you may be getting, the way that you're entertaining yourself, the things that you're putting into your mind, right? Because you're unstable, you've been fighting with yourself because you've internalized all of this stuff, you're isolating, you're secluding yourself, it's not okay, right? You don't, you're not alone. I posted something earlier um, from Reclaiming, is it reclaim, Reclaiming Tradition? I apologize if I'm saying that wrong, but I reposted their post of where they said that there are 4.1 million people in the U.S. who identify as LGBTQ and Christian, You're not alone, okay? I'm here, this community is here to say that you're not alone, all right? And so if you need help, please reach out. There's so many coaches that are doing the work that I'm doing right now and from all different perspectives, okay? So the help that you're looking for is out there. If you want to work with me specifically, you can use the link in my bio and set up a free call with me, okay? Let's get you set free. It doesn't need to take years, okay? We change the thought, get the limiting beliefs out of there, and we help you out, okay? Another way that internalized sexual stigma shows up is with those people who are very vocal that there is something wrong. They dissociate themselves, okay, from the community and become the loudspeakers against the community. We've seen it, right? Those pastors and preachers and politicians who are like being this is wrong and being gay that that we gotta pass this law. I would not be surprised if that Harding from Florida, that senator, that representative, that state representative, okay, that passed that don't don't say bill, don't say gay bill, that wrote it. I would not be surprised if Homeboy is dealing with internalized sexual stigma. Okay, I would I, something just. Dropped in my spirit the other day. I was like, I would not. Because you're doing too much. Okay? The people that are doing too much. Why are you so worried about me? Right? Like, you're not not over here, Captain, save the world. We already have a savior. His name is Jesus. We don't need you. (laughs) So, why are you so pressed about who I'm in love with? It's because very likely okay and I say this does not apply to everybody okay but maybe you are dealing with some internalized sexual stigma where your fight against yourself okay didn't cause you to isolate it actually caused you to step out boldly against this thing because you speaking out against it is giving you yourself some type of some type of security, some type of um, validation that you're on the right side of it. It's a self righteousness. Okay, that comes along with that. You step into your pride, into your ego, right? This is not who I am. I so identify with these people that say that there's something wrong. I'm gonna be a spokesperson for it. I'm gonna go and speak out against it. I've seen this so many times, okay? So many. I can even say for me, although I was not out here, you know, speaking out boldly, okay, against being queer when I was non-affirming, There is a section in my book when I wrote my first book that said, and uh, we have growth, Lord Jesus, and God, Holy Spirit, told me not to put this in the book, and I still did it anyway. I remember the moment. I'm sitting on my chair with this laptop in front of me, and I'm about to start writing the chapter, and I hear Holy Spirit say, don't put that in there. And I'm like, no, that's the devil talking. Uh Uh-uh. I just learned from these white people that... (laughs) From these white men okay that there's something wrong with this and if i want to help christian women become sexually whole and liberated i gotta tell them what's up right so i did put that in my book of like i am in faith that i have been perfectly made as a um, a heterosexual woman I'm meanwhile 100 fully in love with this woman and had no idea okay because i was so far i was like where jackie hill perry is right now but not like married Right. Was almost, you know, I mean, bisexually, I can see how she can make that work for her. Right. So what are your thoughts? What are your questions? OK, let me know where you are. Um, awesome. Home on the inside, straight on the outside. OK, so tell me where you are with all of that. OK, let me pull up this email from this young lady because I do want to share this with all of you, because it's so beautiful. I literally was on the call with her and she shared this story and I began to tear up. Where are my glasses? Okay, let me find it. I'm getting a lot of applications. Okay. Let me see here. So hello, queer chaplain. All right, so let me try to read this. So this is a affirming experience that I thought would really bless us. So get you a glass of water tea or something let's sit back let's read this let's receive this because this was just so beautiful okay back in the summer of last year i was on one of my routes for amazon the day had started out beautifully but came to a screeching halt when one of my friends whom i had recently come out to texted me that she had something to tell me that the lord wanted me to know she warned it was likely to ruin our friendship but she was she was done running from it and ready to share. Don't you love when that happens, okay? When your Christian friends are like, girl, I gotta talk to you. I know you're out, but I just, something's in my spirit, right? You know how your heart start going, okay? And so out of my assumption of what she may say regarding my sexuality, I felt immediately nauseated and ready to cry. I closed my eyes at one of the stops and told God, please don't crush me for being gay. Please don't be mad at me. I can't hear that you are upset with me. I can't change this, okay? (sighs) Have we all not been there? I know I have, okay, several times. I remember there was a situation where I was in a relationship and working in the ministry, single African woman, young lady, and they were always trying to hook me up with somebody, okay, with some guy. But I was in a relationship, but nobody knew about it, okay? And this traveling minister guy came through and everyone was like i think that's your husband like i think that's it and like i remember going in the bathroom at work crying my eyes out and saying exactly what this young lady shared with me of saying god please like do not take this away from me I want to obey you and i want to i want to follow what you're saying i am so in love with this person like please do not make me marry because it just seemed like everything was like i couldn't i couldn't at the time be out right and for, for several different reasons okay and it was just like it felt like everything was like closing in on me because my leaders were saying it my friends were saying it like we were like we went out on a date Um, Like a double date with one of the leaders and it was like there's a weird energy and in my mind the whole time I'm just like I just want to go home and kiss my girlfriend. Like I don't want to be here This is so terrible and I had a moment and I broke down and I was in the bathroom crying I I had to go find a bathroom. that was like it's a big huge ministry So I had to go find a bathroom that I knew that nobody none of the students or the employees would go to and I went in the bathroom and I just cried and um, got myself together and just like put the prayer out there, like, God, please help me get through the rest of this day, but please don't make, make this like thing happen, okay, Because I didn't know how I was gonna be able to say no um, to that situation. So this person says, in that moment, I was reminded of something I'd forgotten. Earlier in the week, a different friend of mine who ha- I had not come out to yet had texted me a message, and they she said, um, Courtney, God wants you to know that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Repeat that over yourself until you really believe it, okay? It immediately gave me peace, but not affirming doubt, but non-affirming doubt and fear gripped me throughout the day. As I made my way to one of my final stops, I suddenly had a memory that I couldn't pinpoint. It was a clip from a cartoon or a TV show we playing in my head. There was a tower flowers and a memory of a voice saying I created the birds and the trees it kept repeating but I didn't understand why come to find out it was from a veggie tale I hadn't seen since I was a child after doing a little bit of research on my break I remembered it was called a snoodles tale I watched it and when I returned home that evening and broke down in tears it details a journey of a boy who was made fun of for all of his gift he was born with People draw pictures of him and made him feel as though he is worthless. He decides to climb all the way up a mountain where he has an encounter with God. And in this encounter, God affirms the boy, tells him he was created special and his gifts are meant to be used to soar. This in itself felt like God was just hugging me and telling me not to worry what other people said because he created me. But what really moved me was that the verse at the end of the show, it was the same verse my friend had texted me, okay? I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. That is just so amazing and so beautiful. And I wanted to share that with you all because um, when she shared shared this with me on our call, it was so beautiful because she had cried out to God. Here's this religious friend that she has. That's telling her, like, I got something to tell you that I think the Lord has to say to you and I can't hold this, you know, any longer It's going to break our friendship. And she had just come out to this person. Right. And so, of course, in her mind, she's thinking, oh, my goodness, God's probably telling them that there's something wrong with me. And God's going to correct me and chastise me. And now I'm in trouble. And she's crying out to God. She's having all this anxiety. Right. That's where all the nausea is coming from. And God is bringing to her all of these memories, right? These scriptures that saying, I love you. Like, you are perfectly made. I made you perfectly and wonderfully. And God affirmed her in that moment. So whatever that friend had to say on the other side, it didn't matter because God has spoken to her. And because of that situation was such a powerful encounter that she had with God, nobody can tell her right? She called me for a different reason that we found out later, right? There was something else going on, but nobody can shake her from that, that she's completely affirmed. And this is the thing I say all the time. If you have internalized sexual stigma or you have um, doubt that's recurring on the inside of you about your identity, okay? The only thing that's going to get you through that and over that or however you want to look at it is an encounter with God, okay? It's an actual you building up your confidence that you can hear God, okay? That God is speaking to you because I can come on here and broadcast all day, every day, all of the other people in our space, right? The Kevin Garcias and and Brenda Davey and and Kim Daly and who else is there? Um, Coach K, right? All of us can come out and yell in your ear 24-7 that God affirms you. You're not going to believe it, okay? Because it's going to come in your head, right? And it's just going to be head knowledge. For it to drop down to where it's not just a belief, but it is a knowing, you have to have an experience. You have to have an encounter. It has to be supernatural, right? Because God is, you know, supernatural. It's a spirit, right? He's, She's a spirit. And so it has to be an encounter and nobody can shift you from that encounter. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, all right? So the faith, and the hearing by the word of God isn't just the physical, what people say is this word of God, right? Is you actually hearing the voice of God, encountering God for yourself, right? When God told Abraham, go ahead, leave your people, leave those, <laughs> leave those juggles behind <laughs> and come and follow me. It had to be the faith that's why Abraham was called the father of faith right I, I, I feel like he's like the son of faith honestly because his dad was already moving them out of there Abraham just continued doing what he was supposed to do right but the father of faith because he believed because he had an encounter God is very well able to convince you that God is real right like God's been doing this for a while like you just got here what you been living for what 15 years Not I'm just joking <laughs> I mean, like really knowing yourself though, like what, 20, 30, 40, 40 years, like God's been around for like millenniums, okay? God is not new to this. God is true to this, okay? You can trust God's ability to lead you better than you can trust your ability to follow. You can rest. You can relax. When Jesus says, come on to me because you guys looking stressed out, you're looking burdened, okay? Come on to me all right let me take this off of you because my burden is light like my yoke is light and my burden is heavy wait no my yoke is easy and my burden is light okay now psalm 23 chick just came on psalm 23 walk with me okay let me take you to places of ease because you're looking stressed there's no need for you to stress yourself out. And if you can't do it, there's so many people to help you. I'm here to help you. Set up a call with me today, all right? And we can get on a 50-minute breakthrough call. Let's pinpoint what's actually going on and let's build a plan for you to move on, okay? Let's build a plan for you to heal, for you to be free, for you to live without worrying about what other people think about you, okay? We die by the opinions of others. It's not necessary. The fear of man brings a snare okay i love and i will always tell y'all this when this is like one of my favorite things jesus said like i don't submit my heart to man because i know y'all ain't now he said the last part but he did say the heart of man is very fickle very extremely fickle i'm not going to submit you like myself to you because one day you're yelling hosanna the next day you're yelling crucify him like girls and boys bye <laughs> Literally fine. Um, but you know, like if you're needing help, I'm here to help you. There is another side, okay? You can't move to the other side. You can't live happy, you can't live joyful, you can't live content. You may have other issues, right? You may deal with other stuff, but as far as this is concerned and who you are, if you're dealing with internalized sexual stigma, if all of the nine questions I took you through earlier sound familiar. Set up a call with me, okay? Because in Confidently Queer, it's a 12-week program, group coaching program, okay? And we spend about, there's five different modules that we spend varying weeks on, but the internalized homophobia module is about two to three weeks, okay? So let's get on a call. Uh, let's have a conversation. If you're struggling, okay, let twenty let 2022 be the last year, honey, because who got time? Uh, we don't been through a pandemic, possibly on the verge of World war war three and we want to still be worried about and having like the fear of being different to keep us down like it's time for you to step out into who you were called to be and created to be we don't have time for this okay let's let's heal let's elevate okay all right so that is it for today i love y'all thank you so much for joining uh i have been able to get things back on the podcast I'm not gonna jinx it, okay? So it'll be up by the grace of God. Mm-hmm. But I do love y'all so much. Uh, I will see you all next week Wednesday. All right. I'm just trying to see if I'm doing the workshop next week. Uh, I may. St- no, I'm definitely not doing it next week. Uh, because my friends are coming in town, so it'll be definitely the thirty-first. Okay. And, um, yeah. All right. Hey, Jamario, the gentleman. So I love y'all. I'll see y'all later. Make sure you have a beautiful evening, a beautiful day, a beautiful weekend. Um, choose you, love you, reach out for help if you need it. Okay. It's not, we all need help. I still have coaches. I still have help. Okay. So I love y'all. Bye.